You're listening to the St. Mark's Podcast for April 26th, 2020, the third Sunday of Easter. Today's sermon was given by the Reverend Elizabeth Garnsey. It's based on Luke chapter 24, verses 13 through 35. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. That same hour they got up and returned. Don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone? Joni Mitchell made this phrase so famous that it's now a cliche, but today it's high on my list of wisdom sayings. Two disciples are leaving Jerusalem, dejected and bereft, having lost their friend and teacher. They had hoped Jesus was the one to redeem Israel. They left everything to follow him, and it has all come to nothing. And all they can do is throw in the towel and walk away. Emmaus is not a town you find on any modern map. For us, maybe it stands for a metaphysical place that we are all familiar with. At least one theologian has talked about Emmaus as any place you go to, to escape your disappointments and your lost hopes. To hit the road to Emmaus might mean to hit the bottle or go back to bed or throw yourself into pleasures or work or distractions that let you forget that your life and the things you love and care about matter. The disciples' hopes and dreams had vanished. They dreamt of a Messiah who would liberate their people from political oppression. And we have our hopes and dreams for someone or something to set things right in our own day. Or sometimes we believe we are our own saviors and we are sorely disappointed when our lives fall apart. Like the disciples, many of us have reason to feel sad and dejected these days. How many well-laid plans have been dashed by the onslaught of COVID-19? How many investments have come to nothing? How many jobs have been lost and businesses come to ruin? How many graduations and trips we had hoped for won't be happening? How many baptisms, weddings, and funerals are delayed indefinitely? In my own life, I look back on these long six weeks of confinement with a similar refrain. I had hoped I would be a more patient mother, not at my wit's end every day. I had hoped I would be a more competent homeschooler, a more creative professional under these trying circumstances. For the Emmaus disciples, they are still clinging to their fixed ideas of what Jesus' life was for and what all his teachings meant. Jesus was the one to bring their visions into reality, but he didn't. Devastated, they walked down their road to Emmaus. And it is a beautiful thing to consider. They are not heading in the right direction. They are not looking for signs. They are not saying their prayers when Easter breaks in to their cave of disappointment. They don't go looking for Easter. Easter comes looking for them. Along comes this stranger who walks alongside them and listens to their grief. There's not much in this story that implies they understood a word he said in reply, but somehow his companionship in their bewilderment is compelling enough and they invite him in to stay, to come around their table for dinner. Stay with us is their simple invitation, 
which has been his invitation all along to come and see, to stay, to abide with him, to stay awake, to stay with him. And then suddenly in the breaking of the bread, the clouds part. Their eyes are opened and there he is. They recognize this stranger as their teacher, their rabbi, their companion, and they remember how he always fed, him, fed them this way. So many times in his teaching and around so many meals they shared. And then he vanishes from their sight. He vanishes. And it's this vanishing which is the critical, pivotal, powerful point in this story. Easter had been with them all the day long. In fact, all along, whenever he was with them, and they couldn't see it. They couldn't know it. Don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone? In that flash moment when he was gone, then they knew what they'd had all along. Jesus' gift to them was to vanish out of eyesight and to enter into a much wider realm of their consciousness than that literal, visible realm bound by space and time. The Greek word for vanish, ephaino, ephaino, literally means to take the light away. When Jesus vanishes from their sight, he removes the blinding light of their limited expectations so they could begin to see him and their selves and their world and even their way forward in a completely new and clarifying way. They were not unlike their ancestor Jacob, the fugitive, who waking from a dream on a stone pillow said, surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. Easter had been with them all along, and they knew it not. So as the story continues, that same hour they got up and returned. They did not need to wallow in the no man's land of Emmaus. They could go back to Jerusalem and start a movement. Suddenly, the bread Jesus broke was more than bread. It had been the whole experience of them gathered together with him in their midst to share the bread. And that's how they would remember him now, not just dying on a cross, but alive and at table. Suddenly, they could see what he meant by that bread he fed them with before, that living bread that he himself was. And they could see what he meant when he told them to remember him at every breaking of the bread. This is my body. Take it, bless it, break it, share it. Share the body of Christ with one another and with the world and always include everyone. It's counterintuitive that these disciples would be galvanized by Jesus vanishing. They might have counted it as one more loss on their pile of losses a chance brush with hope that just as quickly disappeared. But he had been with them for hours, and the minute he was gone, they knew it. Don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone? Something about this experience, something about this Easter encounter, made them remember all that Jesus had taught them, and this gave them power to keep going and not to keep running away. He vanished from their sight, and instead of feeling fresh disappointment, they got up from that table, Easter elated. 
This is the test to me of an authentic spiritual experience. It is an experience, however subtle, however unrecognizable in the moment, that comes with a surge of deep comfort or deep relief, a profound new perspective, and a new energy to start again, even if nothing around you has changed. Because Easter always happens from the inside out. It's something that opens the eyes of your heart and you see things in a new light. Jesus had vanished from the disciples' sight, but his presence was still with them, just as his presence is still with us in the midst of our own fearful, dangerous, and unpredictable world. In this strange and trying time we are living in, so many of the things we counted on, our entire way of being together, has similarly vanished from us, We have no idea where this is going, nor when it will end. All that was familiar to us in so many experiences of communal gatherings, from playgrounds and schools, to restaurants and concerts, and sporting events and theater events, all of this has vanished from our sight. And for us at St. Mark's, our hopes and dreams of what we've always known ourselves to be, our ideas of who we are as a church, have vanished with COVID-19. We have no idea what our church life will become. From our gathering in groups to our sharing the same bread and wine around this altar, when or if we can physically gather together again in this church building. And yet, in so many instances of our new normal, we can now see how Jesus has been present with us all along. In the vanishing, the spirit remains. He is present in all of our companionship, whether on a Zoom screen or through a live stream church service when we are all gathered around it together. He is present in our virtual reality, which has become our mainstay reality. He is present in the many ways we now see more clearly how united the human family is around the world, our very lives interdependent on one another's decisions and actions. He is present in an errand run for a neighbor in need. He is present in a bag of groceries delivered to the door. He's present when I start over each day, setting my intentions to be more loving, more patient with my child and with myself. He is present in the rousing applause out apartment windows in cities around the world for our hardworking and often underpaid nurses and other healthcare workers. He is present in prayers and thanksgivings for our teachers, grocery clerks, pharmacists, and public servants. Jesus is with us on our walks and in our homes and around our tables, just as he was at Emmaus. Though the body of Christ, as we have always known it, has vanished from our sight, the Easter event assures us that Jesus is able to make himself known to us in all kinds of new ways, meeting us on all of our roads of grief or disappointment or depression or loneliness or fear, confusion, or despair, right where we are. Stay with him. Stay in this moment and trust in God's power to open your eyes to see this strange world differently. Easter is waiting to break through this very hour, during our grinding hard days, in the midst of confinement, in the midst of the unknown and the uneasiness of this pandemic. We don't have to go looking for Easter. 
Easter will come looking for us. Jesus makes himself known to us from the inside out, and in many ways, we could not know it till now. May this vanishing unblind us to all that we could not see before. May Christ's continued presence with us be a portal for each of us and all of us to pass through together to a strength we didn't know we had, a solace we didn't know we could find in isolation, a reverence for the unity we did not fully realize that we share, and a fired-up imagination for all the good and the new life that is yet to come. Surely Easter is in this place, and we knew it not. Christ is risen. Alleluia, alleluia. You can find more sermons on our website at www.stmarksnewcanon.org.